Democrats win big, so what's the message one year after Donald Trump won the White House? And President Trump puts North Korea on notice, don't pry us. Plus, former President Barack Obama reports for duty. This is the State of America tonight. Democrats sweeping to victory a year after President Trump's election. Many Republicans I talked to blame one person for their big loss last night, and his name is Donald Trump. I think that last night was a referendum. You have sent a message across the globe. Donald Trump, you don't stand for our values. President Trump delivering a pointed message to North Korea. Do not underestimate us and do not try us. There was some tough talk in this speech. It just didn't escalate to that kind of brinkmanship that we've seen in the past. The weapons you're acquiring, they are putting your regime in grave danger. Hello, everyone. I'm Kate Baldwin, live in New York. To our viewers watching around the world, this is State of America tonight. If yesterday was all about two tests for President Trump, today, then, is all about two warnings, one from the president and one to the president. Let's start there. With Republicans in control of the White House and both chambers of Congress, a blue wave crashed through the American political universe last night, Democrats sweeping races both big and small. We have some breaking news for you tonight. An anti-Trump wave sweeps Democrats to victory in Virginia. This map is filling in in a big Democratic way. Looks like a very, very big night uh, for the Democrats. Boy, what a night for the Democrats. Voters sending a clear message to the Trump White House, and it was one of rejection. The loudest warning coming straight from the South in the southern state of Virginia, where an establishment Republican who followed the president's playbook lost big time to Democrat Ralph Northam. Even though he, he keeps Trump at a distance, he embraces Trumpism, MS-13, mm-hmm. uh, sanctuary cities, keep the Confederate monuments up, and he gets blasted. So the Democrat there won by nine points, more than anyone really expected. And Democrats say they have one person to thank for all of that, Donald Trump. Virginia has told us to end the divisiveness, that we will not condone hatred and bigotry, and to end the politics that have torn this country apart. You have sent a message across the globe to South Korea. Donald Trump, you don't stand for our values. And in the harsh light of the day after, even some Republicans seem to agree. There was an overwhelming uh, thing that was looming large, and that was, I think it was, the divisive rhetoric. I support the president, not blindly. If I agree with him, I say it. If I don't, I don't. And I think that last night was a, was a referendum. But according to the top Republican in the House, what last night was was more of a kick in the pants. And now they need to get points on the board now more than ever. It just emphasizes my reading of the current moment, which is uh, we have a promise to keep. If anything, this just puts more pressure on making sure we follow through. What does the president have to say about all of this? Essentially, it seems to be don't look at me tweeting after this Virginia loss that Ed Gillespie worked hard but did not embrace me or what I stand for. Remember, this is the very same president who also tweeted this just last month. Republican Ed Gillespie will never let you down. So. There is that. And I guess that also means that the old saying rings true yet again 
don't believe everything you read, especially, I guess, when it comes to Twitter. But then what should we believe from the exit polls? Well, for one thing, that the president himself, no matter what he says, loomed large for people who said Trump played a factor in their vote in that Virginia governor's race by a two to one margin. They turned out to oppose the president. And it wasn't just Virginia, another governor's race in another state with the same outcome. Democrat Phil Murphy winning in New Jersey and also winning in New Jersey and winning big time. And also, while he did it, showing off some fancy footwork. Sorry, I couldn't pass up showing you that one. What did voters say there? By a three to one margin, voters said they turned out to, yet again, oppose Donald Trump. So what does this all mean? Well, one Democrat has an idea for you. I still say that uh, when 2019 comes, the Democrats will be in charge of the House of Representatives. So you heard it here first. Sure did. That is a very big prediction and a whole year away. So let's just table that discussion for now and move on to the next warning. And it is a warning coming from President Trump, from President Trump, this time directly to North Korea as he addressed South Korea's National Assembly. The regime has interpreted America's past restraint as weakness. This would be a fatal miscalculation. Do not underestimate us and do not try us. We will defend our common security, our shared prosperity, and our sacred liberty. So from there, President Trump headed into the most critical stops of his critical five-day tour to China, where he became the first foreign leader to have an official dinner within the Forbidden City since the founding of the People's Republic. China's leader clearly rolling out the red carpet for President Trump, a president, remember, who once said this from the campaign trail. We give state dinners to the heads of China. I say, why are you doing state dinners for them? They're ripping us left and right. Just take them to McDonald's and go back to the negotiating table. Seriously. No sides yet of McDonald's. We'll see. They might just need some fast food. But it is shaping up to be a tough day of negotiating ahead. No question. We will discuss that in a moment. But you know who's having a little bit less stressful of a day, I think? Trump's predecessor, Barack Obama. Right there. Gone are the days of presidential duties and on to the most ordinary of civic duties, Showing up for jury duty, to d- jury duty today in Chicago. After shaking some hands with the rest of the jury pool, no word yet if the former president has actually been selected to serve. Honestly, though, how would that jury selection go? Sir, what was your most recent occupation? Oh, you know, you might have seen me around. President of the United States. Seriously, I don't, that would be really fun. What a difference a year makes, clearly. One year ago today, that guy was still in the Oval Office. And one year ago today, Donald Trump pulled off one of the biggest upsets in modern political history. Yes, my friends, it has been one year since the election. So where are we right now? A good place to start to try to figure that out would be back in Virginia, where voters sent a pretty loud message to Washington and the White House last night. For that, let me turn to CNN's political director, David Chalian, who's in Washington, with all of the answers. All right, David, I know you love jury duty. We'll discuss that later. Wait, Kate, does it feel like a year since President Trump was elected, or does it feel longer than that? I mean, I'm pregnant. Every day feels like a year. So, I mean, you know what I mean? A little bit longer. You look younger and more spry than ever, though, my friend. All right, big wins for Democrats last night. What is behind the numbers? 
Well, what you're been, what you've been talking about here, the Trump factor is clear. Let's first look at what Virginia voters said just about Trump's approval, whether or not they approve of the job he's doing. You could see in the exit polls that 40 percent of the voters yesterday approved of the job Donald Trump was doing. Fifty seven percent disapproved. There you go. It's 17 points underwater there. That's never a good sign uh, if you are of, are of the president's party, in this case, a Republican, Ed Gillespie. The other exit poll result you just saw there is the issue matrix, which I thought was so interesting, Kate. I, I thought maybe healthcare would be a prominent issue because it's been so much uh, a dominant force in the political landscape this year with the Republican failed efforts to repeal and replace it. But 39 percent, I mean, it is far and away the most important issue to Virginia voters yesterday. And by the way, those four in 10 voters who said health care was most important overwhelmingly went for Ralph Northam, the Democrat. So there was some backlash, not just to Trump's job approval or Trump, Mm -hmm. uh, the person, but also to the policies that he's been pushing. And honestly, David, from the sense I'm getting, Republicans, I don't know if they're shaken, but Republicans are really taking notice. There's no doubt about it. Um, Republicans that woke up this morning who live in competitive districts and who are going to have to fight very hard in a tough political climate next year uh, got that much more worried about it. And so now the the political calculation they have to make twofold. In the immediate term on this tax reform package, you played Paul Ryan there saying this is just evidence that we must get something done. Well, there are going to be some nervous Republicans who are thinking, unless that bill gets more popular, I'm not sure where I should be on that. That's one. And two, in the longer term, watching Ed Gillespie dance around hug Donald Trump, separate from Donald Trump. These Republicans are in an impossible position because they need Trump to motivate the base, and yet they need some distance from Trump in order not to offend non-Trump Republicans and independents. It is an impossible place to be right now. Also impossible when you have a tickle in your throat, David. You're just Sorry, that good. Okay? I get so verklempt whenever I speak with you. Oh, thanks. Always man. great. Thanks, buddy. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Next up, the Democratic Party. He says he, the Democratic Party says they could not have had a better night. Are Democrats celebrating too soon, though? And are Republicans coming to terms with what just happened? We'll be right back. One year ago today, Donald Trump sent a message to Washington and the world. He ran his own playbook and he won. Now, one year later, Democrats are the ones celebrating so what is the playbook now? And what do Republicans do about it? The panel tonight. Jill Borelli is here. He's a Republican New York City councilman. Reed Wilson is a national political, national correspondent for the Hill. Christine Quinn is a former Democratic speaker of the New York City Council. And Evan Siegfried is a Republican strategist of my favorite book, GOP, GPS. <laughs> <coughs> I say it every time. Yes, something's going on in my voice. Everyone just deal with it. Reed, Republicans wake up this morning. They get their political teams on the line. And they say What? They say we have a suburban problem. Uh, Take a look at races across the country, not just in Virginia, where the race was entirely won in the Washington suburbs and the Richmond suburbs, but in places like Washington State, my home state, Mm -hmm. uh, suburban district in Seattle, flipped control uh, in the the, the entire Washington State Mm -hmm. Senate is now under Democratic control because of this one race. In places like Westchester County, Evan and I were talking about that earlier, uh, all around the country. Nassau County. 
We right? took the county go. execs all, back. So these are all, all small all communities that add up to a yes. lot. And, and all around the country, those suburban voters who <clears throat> either weren't terribly thrilled with Donald Trump as a candidate but didn't like Hillary Clinton or uh, didn't vote for him terribly much in, in the first place in 2016 have now come out in force, swamped the rest of, the, of the, uh, their states, their districts, things like that. And Republicans have now a year before the midterm elections to figure out how to reach those voters <clears throat> and how to differentiate themselves from a deeply unpopular right. president yep. and his deeply unpopular policies, Republic- which is the big thing and that Republicans Democrats also say, Joe, that this was a referendum. We're hearing, we heard that from Scott Taylor this morning. If it's a referendum, what is the result, my friend? I, I think the lesson learned is that, that turnout is going to drive the 2018 elections. I mean, you turnout saw, drives every election. Right, but, but you saw, you <laughs> saw in Northern Virginia 130,000 extra votes in the three counties of Northern Virginia than there were in 2013. The Western Virginia counties, where Trump's base would have been, you saw no such thing. I think the truth that we all learn is that Trump, what does that tell you? Trump motivates bases, both on the left and on the right. And if someone like Ed Gillespie is not willing to tap into that, well, the Democrats are going to exploit their own. Okay, so wait. Wait Evan, a second. Evan, Joe is in the camp of Ed Gillespie didn't bear hug Trump enough. If he had bear hug Trump more, he would have won. Ed Gillespie overperformed Donald Trump from 2016 yep. by 1%. So that's gobbledygook, Joe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, <laughs> let's look at what happened. Loudoun County in Virginia, which is normally about Democrat 1%. Don't one go too far in the weeds. You're going to lose. It was 19.5% Democrat. So we're seeing more and more Democratic turnout and seeing that happen. At the same time, there's going to be the temptation on the Republican side to say, well, Ed Gillespie wasn't a true conservative. He only molded. So they're going to nominate somebody like Corey Stewart to run against Tim Kaine. And Tim Kaine is going to beat him by 10 plus points. And it's going to be a losing factor. What this comes down to is, and as we're hearing, Loudoun County, suburbs, exurbs, do state races translate to federal elections, though? Does this have anything to do with 2018? Republicans might would like to say no, but I'm hearing from a Republican, yes. It, it should, and it can. And I say that that way because this is an amazing message, an amazing opportunity to the Democrats. But we have to seize it. Do you think Democrats are celebrating too much too soon? Well, I'm Irish, so I think everyone is celebrating too much too soon because the great hunger could come again tomorrow. Oh so God. I will give them till Thursday, and then we yeah. need to get stepping. Because we, again, in December, we have a very important race in the Senate in Alabama around Jeff Sessions and have an amazing civil rights warrior running. I feel confident if we win Jersey, Virginia, and Alabama. Tougher race. But another really important thing, I think, for the Democrats that I'm very proud of in what we just accomplished, we didn't just run against Trump. That catches people's attention. But once you have their attention... As Harvey Milk used to say, you need to give them hope. We didn't have that in the presidential. We didn't just give hopes. I was in Westchester over the weekend. We gave specific plans of what we would do. It's all of that. But I mean this in the realest sense, GOP, GPS. Like, use your GPS. Where are Republicans right now? What, What... we don't have a message, and we have a very damaged and tattered brand. We haven't mm. delivered results. But to Anna's point, though, if you look at the polling of this Gillespie race, I mean, let's start here. This was what the pundits and, 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 and polls predicted was going to happen. This wasn't a shock or upset for anybody. But if you look at the, the polling... The House of Delegates at, was a shock you look, or upset. How much he was so Look at the polling for Ed Gillespie. He wasn't breaking 40% until he started talking about the issues that Donald Trump was talking about. Immigration, some of the social conservative issues like statues, which apparently uh, so a majority... So Repu- then he didn't well, follow Donald Trump... Why are Republicans on the Hill saying different than you, though? Why are they saying, why is Scott Taylor from Virginia saying, 
We ran this wrong. You hire me as a consultant. After, which I'm not sure This is a problem that Republicans are now facing that Democrats faced under President Obama. Absolutely. Obama built a winning coalition. Those those voters would and not show up. And guess what Obama up, was really bad at doing? They, they would, getting other Democrats elected. They yes. would not show up when somebody not named Obama was on the ticket. Uh, this is what the problem that Republicans are going to face going forward. They have a coalition under President Trump, but will that coalition show up to vote for an Ed Gillespie, for a Scott Taylor, for any of these Republicans who are on the ballot? History suggests no. And the other thing I think that's different than a year ago is a lot of people voted for Donald Trump because they were not excited about Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. or because they're like, you know, I think we do need a change. And, they and then change. They, what would, they didn't know what the change was, but they wanted change. So we've gotten in the past 12 months plus a whole lot of change. But it's not the change that people believe they were promised. It's not change that's uplifted working men and women or the middle class, or protected coal miners, mm. jobs, and health. I, so I that's, so they know the facts, and the facts didn't meet the snake oil salesman pitch, and now they're, they're angry, and they're going to go somewhere Find me else. the glass half full for Republicans after last night. New Jersey. Because Kim Guandano actually did better than the polls suggested she was going to. She and was a, a lo- And a lot was. of the results from last night in New Jersey were because Chris Christie decimated the local Republican Party. He put a lap band on it when he came in there, and that was the only one that worked for him. <laughs> oh, my God, it, Evan! Uh, uh, <laughs> answer me That's this. That's a tweetable moment. That's yeah. a t- no, or not. <laughs> answer me this. Democrat on my show earlier today said, we will take back the House of Representatives. Are you so confident to say make that declaration today? I don't think we should ever, at this early out, make declarations about anything because it makes us overconfident. We should, and we need to fight to do that. And I believe if we fight and we have a plan and we stick to it, we'll be victorious. But I'm not so interested in throwing around big platitudes today. we got work to do, and let's do it. You shouldn't stand in the winner's circle too long because you know what happens to people who stand in the winner's circles too long? They become losers the next time the race is run. And I want us to be mindful of that because we need... America needs but us to be winning. What fun is politics without wild, broad platitudes? As, okay, as we, as, that's all I'm saying. I'm stealing as the we look at those, as such a kill as we look at those Virginia House of Delegates play, uh, races, the, the places where Democrats won were districts that Hillary Clinton won last year. Now, if we Let's. if we move that to House races next year, there are enough House ra- House districts Wait, that guys, Clinton won. Stop going! Get, don't get so far ahead. Well, there is so much time for us to fight about every exurb district. Every small town that no one out there has ever heard of for a whole year before then. You know, but one, stand by. Christine, sorry. stand by. Beijing is rolling out the red carpet for President Trump. Despite trashing China during the election, the president now has some big ask for China's leader. What he wants and what he needs out of these meetings. The panel returns. continue to allow China to rape our country, and that's what they're doing. It's the greatest theft in the history of the world. That was candidate Trump, back on the campaign trail, of course, running and winning with very tough talk against China. Now he, <clears throat> now he is being wined and dined by China's leader and calling him a friend at many a turn. So which Donald Trump do we believe in? What does it all mean? In the co- <clears throat> Gosh darn in my throat. What does it all mean in the context of this trip? Read. Similar question to yesterday. Which Donald Trump do you believe? Candidate Trump 
or President Trump? Are they the same person, and does it matter in the context of this overseas trip? I actually think it's more interesting to watch what uh, how foreign countries are treating President mm-hmm. Trump. Uh, the Saudis right. rolled out the royal car- the, the red carpet for him. The the Chinese have now done the same. They they honored him with a special dinner in the Forbidden City. Um, the first time a president has done that in 40 or 50 years, something like that. The fact is, foreign governments now know how to deal with the president of the United States. They treat him very well, and in turn, he softens their language. Now, it helps the Chinese, too, that, he, that the president needs their help on North Korea. And right. that in, in, it, is, it is clear that the president's own view of foreign policy is evolving as he confronts some of these massive challenges uh, that, that any president would face. He faces it, however, without the kind of foreign policy backgrounds that most presidents have. Knowing how he ran very successfully, Joe, how does playing nice with China play back home, especially among the people who put him in office? This is not unique to to President Trump. I mean, when you're a a candidate, you have to think of foreign policy as your constituents would feel about it. When you're a president, when you're a diplomat, you have to think about it as the other side. In this case, the Chinese would think about it. And I think he's gotten cooperation because, frankly, the Chinese are not interested in a, North, a, a nuclear North Korea as, as we are. And I think the real negotiation is happening behind the scenes on what a post-nuclear abandoned North Korea looks like. And I think that's where the Chinese have the most significant interest. And that's where they believe, I think, they, they can work with President Trump. But I've also, I mean, this is likely the... I mean, I say this until something actually happens, but this is likely the biggest stop in his trip overseas. Yes. What can he pull off in China? Can he get any tangibles, right, as they always say? <clears throat> the foreign fo- policy folks I'm talking to really question if he's going to be able to leave with anything tangible. If he doesn't, is it a failure, Evan? Yeah, it absolutely is. The North Korea situation in China's worldview is just but a tiny piece mm-hmm. of a much larger puzzle. Uh, China has been going and doing aggressive global expansion that undermines the United States economically and politically. And when they wine and dine Donald Trump and they say, oh, this is great, this is really good, that's, uh, that's all designed to help that. At the same time, Donald Trump's business partnered with China State Construction Engineering Corporation, a wholly owned Chinese government uh, company that is engaging in that. So Donald Trump is in cahoots without even knowing it with the Chinese plan to undermine the United States. There's so if he doesn't get them to there. stop, he's being a part of the problem. And I, I mean, I agree on all of what, what Evan just said. Also, though, going to go back to what Joe said is uh, what a lot of us said. What candidate Trump said was not true, and we would see later what was true. Unfortunately, in many cases, what he said in areas of human rights was true. But so Trump could lose substantively. Trump could lose unknowingly in a kind of corruption sense, but. and he could lose with the base base, who yet again feels duped, but didn't get anything for it. But the base, again, yeah, I mean, I but again. On the, this, this is one issue where I don't think the base has abandoned him even slightly. And I don't know. This doesn't abandon him at all. I mean, let's be honest. This is one issue where I think he's picking up support. Let me say something. I shouldn't have said base. You're totally right. I don't think the base, but I think the the people after the base who, for my opinion, surprisingly voted uh, for I Trump. I ju- I mean, those persuaded those are going to be like, Christine, what the heck? Quick, do, you, do you at least hand it to the president? There was no rocket man in that speech last night. Tough talk Correct. for sure. Correct. But it was uh, measured it was a, rhetoric. It was a great, it was a great you know speech what? and it was strong in his defense. I would say that. Yes. And the, the real the, question with President Trump is he can certainly hold it together for a speech or a day or a tweet. We know that. The question is, how long can he hold it together for? And when does it fall apart? And when it falls apart, it doesn't go out with kind of a sizzle. It but goes out with North a bang. Korea policy, the policy, not the bluster, has been fantastic from day one. He is sanctioning Chinese banks and entities that have provided the economic lifeblood for North Korea. This is my point. This is an area where 
uh, actually his actions on policy are slightly increasing some of the people that maybe look, look at him favorably. All right, let's see what this happens tomorrow. What We're not done yet. He's got a couple more days. Stand by, everybody. Day 293 of President Trump's administration. That is the state of America tonight. Election day one year ago. Where were you? Where are we now? Contemplate it. Deep thoughts tonight. We'll see you tomorrow. When you work, you work next level. When you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.